I'm Danielle Laporte, and essentially, this is a one-woman show about self-realization called With Love, Danielle. This is, I hope it's obvious by now, an adult conversation, so just heads up with whoever you have around you. You can find copious notes on people I mention and books I refer to and uh, basically a compilation of every episode in the podcast notes at daniellelaporte.com. I'll be talking about compassion, self-help fatigue, sex, joy, serving the world. This is about a spirituality that's way more rock and roll than it is oppressive. I'm here to help you turn your anxiety into power. Personally, I want to live more deeply, but lighten up. You're going to hear about all the ways that I have finally figured out how to do that. It's about doing everything I can to help all of us feel a little less crazy, a lot more full of possibility, and clearly part of the solution. Hello, friends. I promised that we would pray together, and today is the day that we pray. Left hand on heart, right hand over left hand. Take a deep breath wherever you are, if your hands are free. Show me how to love myself. Show me how to love myself truly and entirely. Show me how to eat, sleep, and move my body for nourishment, restoration, celebration. Show me how to embody everything that is my joy. Face me toward my soul, toward my innocence, my beauty, my strength, my gifts. Show me what I knew before I took on the veils of human form. Show me who I am with no attachments, and show me who I am fulfilled. Rinse comparison from my psyche. Lift my gaze to my higher self. And on the dark days, just remind me that I am a good person and that I was chosen to be here. Please affirm that I am valued regardless of my productivity or my past. Help me notice how my loving shows up in my everyday doings. Help me see how I make a positive difference to the atmosphere of life itself. Show me how to revel in my divine qualities and how to give them generously to the world. Support me to make empowered choices, empowered choices that are best for my body, my mind, and my spirit. Help me integrate the parts of myself that I've abandoned so that I can move forward fuller and wise. There is a formula for forgiveness. Help me mix it and drink it, first bringing the cup to my own lips to loosen and wash away what I have held against myself. Help me shift my relationship to deserving so that I can tend to my needs with incredible sweetness. Guide me to knowing my magnificence so that I will transform self-doubt into courage, denial into resolve, brittleness into fluidity, criticism into adoration, proving into honoring, striving into trusting, constriction into allowing, and harshness into an embrace that is greater than time. May all be so blessed. 
Let's talk about love. Let's talk about self-love. I think we need different names for self-love because, oh, just the word, the word. Love is one of the most wrung out and understandably misunderstood concepts and philosophy and self-help teachings and pop songs. And all songs, really, except for Prince. You know, Prince, oh, Prince. He could grind on the term love any which way he wanted, and I would say it was philosophical perfection. But love, uh, if love is confusing as a concept, as a term, then self-love is just mystifying. So I'm going to press pause on the self-love conversation, and I'm going to insert the word compassion. You could insert a number of different words to help us grasp what self-love is. It's just care. It's attention. It's celebration. It's attentiveness. But right now, let's go with uh, compassion. The feeling of compassion, the feel of the word just itself, compassion. I think it's more of a melter, you know? It's easier for us to to grasp. It's more direct, so let's start there. So being compassionate with ourselves is what deep self-love is about. Uh, it's the kind of love that's bigger than just self-care Fridays, you know, uh, or thinking you're being so good to yourself because you're taking a nap. Like naps, naps are basic, okay? It's easy to love yourself when all the hard work you're doing, all the devotion and the prayers and the meditation and the positive thinking and the optimism and the volunteering and all of that that falls under the category of goodness, true goodness, obvious goodness, but sometimes forced goodness, you know? It's easier to love yourself when that good work, that hard work is paying off. You think, I'm awesome. I have my shit together. I so love myself because I'm awesome and I have my shit together. But how about this? How about when you just lied? Can you love yourself anyway? When you cheated, can you love yourself anyway? Here, I'll do this as a refrain. I was an arrogant asshole. I love myself anyway. I want to lose 15 pounds. Actually, I want to lose 25 pounds. Even though I have a weight loss coach. And even though I just polished off that loaf of banana bread that was not even gluten-free, I love myself so much anyway. I just, it's not even about loving myself anyway. I just love myself. I love myself. I'm still in agony over the breakup after all that time. We broke up two years ago. All the therapy. I'm still hurting. I'm still obsessing. Stop. I love myself. I love myself anyway. I love myself. I'm so stuck. I'm so in the grind. I'm so on repeat. I'm looping. I'm obsessing. I'm here again. I'm here still. Yet again, same lesson. Yet again. Stop. I love myself. I love myself. How about this? Maybe this is easier. I just lied. 
I have compassion for myself. I just cheated. I have compassion for myself. I was an arrogant asshole. I can have compassion for myself. I overate. Compassion. Still in agony, still looping, still grinding. Compassion. So in those moments, at that moment, when you need to apply light, love, understanding, attentiveness, gentleness to those dark, crunchy, shameful places. When we need to rush into the dark with the light, when we need to move into the self-hatred with self-love, sometimes, a lot of the times, it's going to feel uncomfortable, foreign, maybe even forced, because what you're going to be saying to yourself as you're pouring on love, tenderness, gentleness, is something else inside you is going to be saying undeserving, arrogant, irresponsible, excessive, guilty. And that moment when that dark, crunchy, sticky, residue, tar-like, negative thinking is getting agitated and stirred up, in response to your light, your love, your understanding. That moment is exactly when you are creating true, deep, and potentially lasting transformation. When you are loving what seems unlovable, you are changing. When you can apply love to your own internal resistance to receive that love, when you can rise above and be the parent of your wounded child, that's love. That's the love that changes. That's the love that wins. That's where darkness gets transmuted into light, where pain gets transmuted into strength, where density gets transmuted into this beautiful, carbonated happiness. If you can muster some tenderness for yourself when you think you are at your worst, at precisely the time when you think you deserve criticism and punishment, then you're on the way to stabilizing your self-esteem because you're tapping in to what's true, the true reality that love is the foundation of existence. You are dipping into that well and you are pulling up the truth. This does not mean that you don't take responsibility for being a jerk, for breaking promises to other people, for breaking promises to your precious self. There is a place for just grown-up, expansive accountability, right? Which is different than punishment. Grown-up, expansive accountability is just seeing things for what they are in that moment without punitive judgment. It's like, ah, fuck, I was such an asshole. Feel the pain. Meet it with your higher standards. Commit to doing differently. Anyway, back to love. Here's the point. Immediate compassion for your missteps, immediate compassion, gives you the strength to take the next best step. Let me define best. Best meaning a holistic decision, 
an empowered decision. An empowered decision takes your mind, your spirit, your body into consideration, your deep sensitivity and your adult self, you know? True self-love can transmute self-hatred into mindfulness. And from that mindfulness, kindness flows. And it flows in all directions and it moves you forward. So when you fuck up, when you disappoint yourself, when you break your own rules, probably rules that you were trying to obey to be good, to please somebody else, to fill the hole in your soul. (laughs) Oh God, what a cycle, eh? That's when you need to love yourself the most. So self-love is not about rewarding yourself, praising yourself, and celebrating yourself only when or because you are getting it right, because you are succeeding, because you are so sweet and evolved and new age and loving. Loving yourself is not about just loving yourself when you're loving. Loving yourself fully, deeply, completely is about loving yourself when you are not loving to yourself and others. Yeah, it's like a forgiveness drip. It's an IV of compassion that you are always plugged into. Do I like that metaphor? Is that poetic? Yeah, let's go with that. All right, we're switching gears. As one of my favorite teachers, Buddhist nun, Pema Chodron puts it. This is about starting to develop what Pema calls unconditional acceptance of ourselves. And when we can do that, then we are really taking care of ourselves in a way that pays off. So I think what's really important here is emphasizing a way that pays off. Consistent Self-compassion, self-love, self-care, self-attention, self-celebration builds an inner strength instead of an outer dependency. So what I'm interested in is a depth of love and a consistency of love that expands us so that we can accommodate more pain and more joy. Because Loving yourself deeply does not make you impervious to pain. Shit's going to happen. You are going to feel, empathize, channel the suffering of the world. There's going to be curveballs and tragedies and broken hearts. Self-love just helps you have a greater capacity to handle those things. Self-love increases your capacity for joy and Let me break that one down for a minute. So for a lot of us, joy is discombobulating. It's so foreign to our nervous system because we've been living in fight or flight or freeze because our wounds have kept us locked in cycles of survival or clinging to our pain because it defines us, because our pain is a way for us to get what my friend Terry Cole, a lovely, brilliant psychologist would say, second gain. So we identify with our pain because there are benefits to identifying with our pain. We get attention. We get to spend money on so-called self-care. We give ourselves a reason to go to therapy and have someone listen to us. Those are all 
second gains. They're also beautiful modalities for healing ourselves. But when we're stuck in those lower vibration, painful grooves, repeating and repeating those, those wounds, those woundings, then when we just inch out a bit in towards delight and move a little more from delight to happiness, and then we just keep moving up the scale from happiness to joy, it can be really confusing for our old system because it's shaking up the patterns, right? So self-love, making choices that are compassionate, um, that are giving ourselves understanding in our worst moments, increases our capacity to handle more joy, to move from delight into joy more freely, more easily, more often, and to stay in joy longer. I'm interested in a consistency of self-love that grows us. I mean, really, it can only grow us. Deep growth happens when our self-care, our self-love, is a celebration of our goodness and our value, not when our self-care is a response to fixing ourselves, um, not when our self-care is a band-aid for what we think is brokenness or original defectiveness. Real self-love, true self-love, it's this kind of life-affirming attentiveness. Yeah, let's go with that. True self-love is a life-affirming attentiveness. And when we're paying close attention to our needs, our delights, our pains, we're moving inward and we're finding answers from ourselves, not from external sources, right? This goes back to the top of what I was saying about consistent self-love creating an inner strength and steering us away from outer dependencies. When we love ourselves more, eventually, and I don't think this happens completely, but eventually more and more, we stop looking for signs from the universe (laughs) that we are loved by the universe, that we are loved by God, by spirit, by other people by the people we want to be loved by the most from, by the people who are so broken they will never be able to love us in the way that we want to be loved, certainly never be able to love us in the way that we deserve to be loved because they're stuck in their own same pattern. And we're all just showing up to help each other dissolve those patterns, love ourselves more deeply so we can love the next person more deeply, more genuinely, more sweetly, right? So... Yeah, we stop looking for signs, for evidence from external sources that we are lovable. And you know where we start looking? Within. We start to find signs everywhere that we love ourselves. And they go a little something like this. Here's a sign that you love yourself. You hang out with people who love you. Uh, This isn't, it's not elitist, it's not self-help snobbery. Hanging out with people who love and adore you and respect you is a minimum requirement for healthy living. You grow most vigorously, 
You, you, you grow the deepest roots in conditions of kindness, in conditions of resonance, because of laughter, because of attentiveness. There's no need to look at relationships like they are a spiritual boot camp that you have to attend in order to evolve and to get your cosmic brownie points. Although every relationship, uh, many relationships end up being a spiritual boot camp. What you do is you keep your inner circle full of fellow love crusaders, of people who love to love you. And by the way, it only takes one person to have an inner circle. Let me just say this again. One of the signs that you love yourself is you hang out with people who love you. It's a very, very strong choice to make. A sign that you love yourself, you reward yourself just for trying, just for showing up. You don't reward yourself only if you achieve what you set out to achieve. You do not set up consequences for yourself if you fail. That, in my opinion, is so fucked up to be so self-punitive. If I don't do this, then I'm going to find some sexy bravado cool hipster way to punish myself. No, I look, sometimes it's funny and hilarious and do stuff with the dudes and put your money in the tip jar, but restricting yourself from pleasure, oh my God, it's such a sick and twisted cycle. I beg you, don't do it. Commend yourself. Commend yourself just for showing up, even if you didn't hit your mark, because because you just showed up, <laughs> because you're worthy, because loving is an unending and unlimited process. There's always more where that came from in terms of real love. And what you want to be doing is proving to your brain, your heart, your deep sensitivity, and your nervous system that in terms of love, you've always got more where that came from. Reward yourself just for trying. sign that you love yourself, you apologize. Here's how this works. Loving yourself doesn't mean that you're selling yourself a bill of goods that you are perfect. It doesn't mean that you think you're right all of the time. When you can be really intimate with yourself and you can see exactly what you have to offer and where you fall short, where and when you go wrong, where you hurt yourself, where you hurt other people. When your identity is resting on a foundation of self-compassion, so everybody's got an identity, a persona, an ego, right? When that can ride on top of a foundation of self-acceptance, then you've really got a firm grid to stand on. And on that strong footing, you can say that you're sorry. On that strong foundation, you can be so flexible. You can bend over backwards. You can do backflips to admit that you did wrong, to apologize. I know I can do better because I know who I am. And because I know who I am, I will do better. Yeah, amazing. Self love. 
gives you such great capacity to know when you fucked up. And, uh, yeah, to come out with love anyway. When you love yourself, for reals, you hold out. Holding out is not to be mistaken with passively waiting, with staying in your castle because you're frightened or you have built this wall that says me against the world or you have this facade that nobody's going to be good enough because you're just full of love. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I know nothing about that. When you love yourself, you have a kind of stamina that is springing forth from self-respect. So self-love gives you the, the power, the clarity, the discernment to say, no, thank you. Because you don't need to get it from outside sources. You can fill yourself up. It doesn't mean that your longings aren't as deep, that you're not as desirous, that you don't have wishes. It means that you know that you are worth the weight. You can be at peace with where things are at. Or you can accept that you're not at peace and you're unhappy with where things are at, but you can go home and you can love yourself anyway. Self-love sets all of your standards. You will not make unhealthy compromises. You're going to wait for the smorgasbord instead of accepting the junk food because you're nourishing yourself. Hold up. Oh, this is one of my favorite benefits of self-love. You take risks. How can you be afraid? How can you be terrified? Well, you're always going to be afraid of something. When you have seen the light of yourself, when you are in a state of adoring your own magnificence, for sure you will not be as terrified of what could happen if you fail. It doesn't mean that you're not going to be afraid to fail. It means that you know, beyond belief, you know that you are going to be good and solid and lovable and fruitful even if you do fail. When you're expanded with love, with self-celebration, you can rise up to meet your quantum self. You can see, you can taste, you can feel what you're capable of. You can feel yourself evolving because love is unlimited. And when you're loving yourself, you're creating trust in the future. And you trust that life is going to back you up when you dare to grow, when you dare to take risks. Self-love, easier risk-taking. When you can be compassionate with yourself, you will be able to befriend your loneliness. There's a philosopher named Plotinus, and he said that on the journey to enlightenment, you go from being alone, small alone, to alone, capital A, big alone. The big alone is it's what it feels like to experience yourself 
as the center of the universe. You are a god unto your own life. Silence can be deafening, but you can hear so much, right? The view can be as vast and unlimited and potentially overwhelming, but you can see so far from that position. It's a, it's a big job. The upside, when you recognize the vastness of your own creativity, when you feel that big alone, that divine sense of solitude, sense of isolation, what it can actually do is it can make you feel more connected to the world. The big alone moves you towards communion with everybody else who's feeling their own degree of aloneness. It makes you more responsive and more available to connect. It's such a beautiful divine dichotomy. When you love yourself more deeply and you can befriend that loneliness on all levels, you can care for your own loneliness, you can tend to it respectfully, and you can care for others. And you care more about what you're creating in the world. Oh, see, so many upsides to loving yourself, even when it's lonely. Oh, hey, I just want to slide in for a minute, change the subject and turn it towards saving the world through clean drinking water. Rather than taking advertising dollars for this podcast, I'm just going to take a minute to tell you about Charity Water. It's one of my favorite nonprofit organizations. They have set out to provide clean drinking water for everyone in the world. How's that for a life-saving mission? If you head to charitywater.org, you can make a tax-deductible donation of any amount that goes towards building water wells that are accessible for people in the local community. And in addition to saving lives and deepening wellness in communities, it frees up time for women and girls who are often spending hours out of their day to walk miles to get clean drinking water. What do they do with that extra time? They go to school. They get educated. They get empowered. That's the power of Charity Water. Head on over. When you are actively, consistently loving on yourself, your words are sacred. You mean what you say. I'm going to turn to Don Miguel Ruiz for this. He puts it this way. I love this. You can measure the impeccability of your word by your level of self-love. How much you love yourself and how you feel about yourself are directly proportionate to the quality and integrity of your word. So here's how I put that. When you are loving yourself, you are valuing your time. You are valuing your word. You love yourself enough to know that every commitment that you make from the time you say that you're going to show up to the vows that you make for a lifetime to the promises you make to other people, every commitment is sacred because it's coming from you and you know that you are a sacred being. You are love, your word is love. You are love, your commitment is love. You are love, your time is love. You are valuable, everything you put forth is valuable. 
And there is nowhere in your life where that is more powerful and obvious than in how you use your words and meaning what you say. When you love yourself, you mean what you say. People who love themselves are so trustable, aren't they? I hope this one is really obvious. When you love yourself, you have really healthy boundaries. What does that mean? Most simply put, you say yes when you mean yes. And when you want to say no, you know what you say? No. (laughs) Because you love yourself. That's why it's really profoundly simple. My yes means yes. My no means no. Because boundaries. Because my job is to love myself. Actually, that leads me to my next point. When you love yourself, you love yourself like it's your job. That means that loving yourself is not, it's not a hobby. It's not a sideline. It's not a luxury. It's not a gift that just like uh, confident people, you know, those people who you think have been confident since birth. Self-love is not a special privilege for those people, by the way. I don't know many of them. I think we all come in with some bumps and bruises from this lifetime and other lifetimes. You know that love is a process. It operates on a spectrum. It really is this journey with an unending destination. And when you are loving yourself like it is your sacred J-O-B, you are scheduling in self-care. You are prioritizing your sanity your wellness, your life is, to some degree, revolving around. It is built in respect to your deep sensitivity. It is a celebration of your gifts. Can I just say that one again? When you love yourself like it is your career, your life is a celebration. It is an honoring of your natural talents and your gifts. When you love yourself, this is how basic it gets. When you love yourself like it's your job, you eat when you're hungry, you sleep when you're tired, you play when you long to play, you pee when you gotta pee. That's the big one. (laughs) Time off is as important as your salary. You know, um, nourishment of your soul, self-pleasure is as important as picking up groceries. When you love yourself like it's your job. Sure sign that you love yourself. You allow love to be reflected back to you. When you are having a hard time rallying some compassion for yourself, you've got enough self-respect that you know that the healthy thing to do is to seek love out from your friends. And from your heroes, it is like such a wise response to pain. And that's the beauty of all of us being in this together, not islands unto ourselves. We can reflect our lovability back to each other. So when we're blind to our own light, someone with open eyes can describe us to ourselves. Let us know, you know, you're amazing. I'm telling you right now. Close your eyes and just hear this if you're not driving. You're amazing. You're resourceful. You're so kind. You're so hot. You're complete. You're safe. You're loved. 
You're loving. You're chosen to be here. I love you. Huh? See how it works? When you love yourself, in that moment, you can take it in from a healthy source. Or you know where you can find healthy love. Let's talk about tolerance for a second. I think when you have true self-compassion going on, you move beyond tolerating your so-called shortcomings and defects to actually accepting more parts of yourself. So I think in the self-help space, we often get this message that tolerating our weaknesses is like this big achievement. You know, it's like, oh, I'm this. And we just name it, but we're, you know, we're kind of just putting up with our faults and our defects. There's still this this disdain for it, and we're still working on it and grinding. It's, oh, that again, and that's my, and it just keeps coming up, right? But tolerance is not the same as acceptance. And by the way, accepting something does not mean that we don't intend to change it. In fact, it's when we fully accept something that we increase our chances of being able to fully transform it. Tolerance keeps us on guard. You know, effectively what we're doing is we're just managing degrees of irritation and disdain for ourselves. Yeah, that's a great way of putting it, if I do say so myself. Tolerance is a way of managing irritation with ourselves instead of really moving towards transforming it. How do we do that? As I just said, instead, it's about accepting that for now anyway, who you are is who you are. And this is what you've got to work with, both strengths and weaknesses. And doing that creates an intimacy. That is an act of intimacy with yourself. It's an expression of self-love that will never be interrupted. It can only move you forward. So, yeah, when you're really actively loving yourself, you move beyond tolerating the less easier to like parts of yourself to accepting them and letting be themselves, to accepting them and letting it unfold from there. Here's a really simple, delicious one. When you love yourself, you prioritize pleasure. For so many of us in the self-help space, what I see happen is after years of being so hard on ourselves and trying to perfect ourselves and staying stuck in these cycles of good karma, bad karma, am I evolved, am I not evolved, am I purified, should I do another cleanse, right? The irony is after we get off of that wheel of chronic self-helping, also known as chronic self-criticism, is that pleasure-seeking, pleasure-making is a courageous act. Who'd have figured, right? Like (laughs) We've been on this path for so long, the path of self-love, and we realize that we need to be pleasure rebels. Pleasure heals. You know why? (laughs) Pleasure makes all of the seemingly unavoidable mostly often unavoidable, pure fucking hardship 
challenges of life just easier. Pleasure makes the hard things easier. You can experience pleasure during challenges. Um, Your pleasure empowers you, and you know it. Yeah. Delight. Soothing. Comforting. It's not about excess. It's not about debauchery. It's not about being unconscious of your privileges. It's not about um, not being grateful enough for the abundance in your life. It's about healing. It's about sustenance. Making pleasure a high priority in your life is one of the greatest acts of self-love. How do you speak to yourself when you let yourself down? What do you say to yourself when you want to get it right after you maybe got it not so right? I think one of the most obvious practices for loving ourselves has everything to do with how we speak to ourselves. When you love yourself, you have good manners with yourself. We self-help overachievers can berate ourselves for our pain and our suffering because we think that if we're on the path to love, to wellness, to wholeness, to making a contribution, that we should be suffering less. That we've got, you know, the the self-help movement is full of so many tools to mitigate and alleviate suffering. Like, have we not gotten this right yet so when we are in pain i see this so many times with so many of us who get sick right like can i affirm my way out of this i've been taking the supplements i've been going in the naturopath i've been doing the healings i've been doing this and i'm sick i must be a loser right we just listen to that loser sick again how could i do this i know better don't i have the power to heal right We say and do things to ourselves that we would never say and do to strangers. We speak to ourselves in ways that we would never speak to someone we disliked or disrespected. (sighs) Would you talk to your child like that? That's really a great metric for how we craft our language to ourselves. Would we speak to a child like that? Would we speak to a lover that we were really trying to love or trying to seduce. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love says, you poor thing. When's the last time you said to yourself, you poor thing, I understand. When's the last time you said to yourself, no wonder you feel this way. It's been tough. Just like your best friend would say to you. Just like your lover would say to you after you poured your heart out to them. Just like the Divine Mother would hold you with words of compassion. You know, most of us, we know how to accomplish and check things off of our to-do list. and. There's lots of things we've pulled off. Our esteem is, you know, it's pretty much uneven keel. We've got our wounds, but 
We don't need another pep talk. We don't need a meditation to distract us from our pain. What we need from ourselves is just some words of compassion. You might be wondering now uh, how you love yourself like it's your job or you practice good manners with yourself. How do you prioritize pleasure? Where where do you start? Maybe you're stuck in a cycle of self-loathing. Maybe just the thought, let alone the actual action of speaking to yourself with more tenderness than anybody has ever spoken to you. Speaking to yourself with more compassion, understanding, and acceptance than you have ever spoken to yourself. Maybe just that it's even hard to put those sentences together in your mind. Just start where you are and love what you can. So consider that love, just like truth and light and consciousness, love exists on a spectrum, at least in this dimensional reality. So on one end, we have a, uh, it's a real love, but you know, it's, it's like, it's foundling. It's a, it's an, it's a newbie. It's a kind of hesitant love. There's some, there's some doubt, but there's really love there. It's just a little crunchy. And on the other end, the high spectrum of love is free flowing. It's certain. It's faithful, it's pure, it's boundless. Oh, God, it's just a gorgeous, generous love. And let me just pause here to say that gorgeous, generous love for self is completely possible, and it's the work of our lifetimes. If you want to grow in love, and I pray you do, if you want to grow in love for who you are, then you just love what you can love in that moment on any given day, and you let that little, that little gesture, just that small amount of compassion, that little break you give yourself to say, I understand. You gave it your best shot. I'm just going to have a nap. I'm going to take a walk. I'm going to just have five minutes to breathe. I'm going to hug myself. I'm going to look in the mirror and say something kind to myself. I'm not going to punish myself for X, Y, and Z. Whatever it is. Just those small gestures every day move you towards that bigger, brighter love. So self-love is not this grand, sweeping revelation, right? You're not going to be struck like lightning with this deep sense of compassion for yourself. Maybe if you have a near-death experience, which has always been on my bucket list. (laughs) Oh, I'm kidding. I take that back. I'm taking it back. I'm just going to do it the slow, plodding, very human, meditative way. Yeah, I'll work my way up the spectrum. Um, Some days, all you're going to be able to muster in terms of self-love is you're going to love the color of your eyes. You may loathe the rest of your being, but that's it. Maybe you don't even love the color of your eyes, but you remember that once upon a time, somebody told you you had beautiful eyes. Grab that if you have to. Grab anything you can that's positive, life-affirming, gentle, right? 
Maybe the only thing you can love about yourself today is that you organized your desk, that you paid your bills on time. Something, just small things to cherish. Pick something, pick anything, anything that is going to keep your mind off of loathing. This is self-agency. This is mind training. You're training your mind to steer you towards your heart, where the love exists, where all that unlimited gentleness, joy, inclusivity of self and others exists. Choose thoughts that keep your mind off of the illusion of the lack of self-worth. Choose thoughts of worthiness, even if you don't believe them. Keep choosing them because you will eventually believe them. And I promise you will move from believing them to knowing them. And when you are knowing them, you will live them. And when you are living them, you will give them. Yeah. And by them, I mean loving thoughts, loving frequencies. There are going to be days when you will know with electric, overflowing certainty that you are magnificent that you are connected to something greater than yourself that adores who you are, that chose you to be here, that is supporting you with every breath. It's a love affair of love. Yeah, what you're doing with every choice of self-compassion, of care, of every gesture to attend to your needs is that you're protecting yourself in the most sacred way. Loving yourself is becoming your reason for being. Okay, you want to know the best part? Maybe it's the second best part. One of the greatest, sweetest, most divine aspects, benefits of loving yourself more deeply you will love more people more deeply. This is my favorite part. Self-love expands into loving others. It's so perfect. I think it's so perfect and it's so beautiful and it's so divinely righteous that this is how it works. You're not trying just to attain your own sequestered happiness. It's not about collecting self-love and tenderness and courage and esteem for yourself. You look into your heart with every choice. You see your own magnificence. And you see that your magnificence is connected to everybody else and that they're magnificent too. When you love yourself, you are giving yourself access to kinship. It's mystical, almost. It's mystical and it's palpable. It's holy and it's human. It's divine and it's, it's right here. You are going to want the same freedoms and the same fulfillments for others that you want for, for yourself. And you're going to start working for, praying for, acting for, spending for, including for, voting for, speaking, voicing for, 
all those same fulfillment and freedoms for everyone else while you're doing it for yourself. So this might actually sound like a downside to self-love, that loving and accepting yourself increases your sensitivity. You are going to become so much more sensitive, aware, keen, empathetic, and sympathetic to other people's emotional states. And that's a mixed bag. You're going to feel profoundly other people's pain and yearnings almost as deeply and keenly as you do your own. And when you're that in love, you wouldn't have it any other way. Little bit of extra love coming your way with reflection cards. Reflection cards are a set of really short but really deep, kind of like me, questions for you to go deeper into your heart and your own wisdom. You don't have to journal. You could ask yourself while you're running to catch the bus or you could journal. This could be part of your morning pages, just some depth to expand the day. You get the idea. I know you're wise. Questions, reflection, expansion. Go to daniellelaporte.com slash with love and everything podcast and reflection is right there waiting for you. Thank you so much for listening, for feeling, for spreading the word. You can find me here in a new episode every Thursday and every Sunday with love.